Welcome to the Off The Crutch Podcast, your home for disability-related topics from a disabled perspective. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Off The Crutch. Today on my podcast, I am going to be talking about Hollywood. More specifically, actors and writers with disabilities. My guest today is Keely Cat Wells. Keely runs a talent agency in California called Sea Talent. Keely was recently featured in Forbes.com discussing her journey into the industry and the impact it has on the disability community. As I've previously shared on my podcast, I graduated from college in Southern California and have an interest in screenwriting. It was truly a pleasure to speak with Keely, and I hope you all enjoy. So today on the podcast, I have a very wonderful person. Her name is Keely Cat Wells. How are you doing? today, Keely. I'm very good, thank you. Doing well. Awesome. So Keely, for those of you who might be unaware, she is somebody who has a talent agency that represents actors and writers with disabilities. Is that correct? Yes. So we've got a whole host of amazing artists who are deaf and disabled. We've got writers, directors, Paralympians, producers, the whole, the whole range. The whole range. That's so amazing. You were recently on an article in Forbes talking about your experience. And why don't you just talk a little bit about how you became an advocate for the disability community? Yeah, absolutely. So I became disabled when I was 17 years old. I had spent two years being misdiagnosed. They told me it was all in my head that I was making it up and subsequently I got so sick and I was dying while the world around me told me that I looked fine. So finally, I had an operation that saved and changed my life completely. And then, kind of cut a long story short, I found myself in Los Angeles and I went up for an audition and at the time I wanted to act So I went for this role, I booked it, and I went into the fitting, and in that fitting, they made me try on a low-rise bikini, and I have an ileostomy, which is like a prosthetic bag that's attached to my stomach, and lots of different scars, and then the next day I received an email telling me that I was too unsightly for screen, and I was going to be too off-putting for the audience, so I couldn't have that job anymore. So after that, I realized the dire need for representation and that fight and those advocates for people with disabilities and you know how can we change the way that people are represented and people are seen I couldn't believe that I was being seen as someone that couldn't be on screen because of something that saved my life and I think that was when that was when kind of my my whole journey really started at what point did you get the inspiration to start your own talent agency so I'd actually started, before, started it before then. So I was in hospital at the time. I'd spent a few years in and out of hospital with some lengthy hospital stays, um, many, many operations. And during my time, I became so unhappy and I became depressed and I felt like I didn't have a purpose anymore. I was a dancer before I got sick and all I wanted to do was perform and you know, work with people and be in these environments in the entertainment industry So I tried to find something that I could still do that was connected to the entertainment industry and that would take the the kind of energy and the focus off myself and putting it onto other people. 
So all I really knew about and all I really knew of what I could do from not going anywhere and just from my laptop and in hospital was to start an agency, was to help people who I knew and my friends who were looking for jobs within the, within the entertainment industry. So I started off with representing friends and representing um, children and uh, like my, uh, my brother's uh, kids and trying to get them jobs. And it kind of really started from there. So did you have any prior experience helping people find jobs before you started doing this? No, <laughs> none at all. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I was, I acted, I was an actor and I, um, I didn't go to school a lot. I was bullied very badly. So my mom just threw me into acting class. And from that acting class, I got picked up by an agent when I was probably around eight years old. So I knew the process. I knew what it was like to have an agent. I knew what it was like to go into the audition rooms. So it was kind of, I learned my knowledge that way. Um, and I also knew what it was like to have a bad agent and to like not like the people that you're working with. So I kind of just channeled all of that into this newfound role that I found myself in. Um, very interesting experience. So you're from the UK. At what age did you move to the United States? So I moved to LA in 2018, uh, so three years in March. And I kind of traveled back and forth. The whole visa process was very difficult. Um, and then I started my, my company in uh, my US company in 2018, which was the shift from the talent agency um, that just represented kind of kids and not, spe not specifically people with disabilities. Then after my experience of, of that role, um, I stopped acting and I shifted completely to solely representing deaf and disabled artists. What were some of the roadblocks that you faced when you first started your agency here in the United States? So, I mean, visa aside, um, I didn't know anyone out here. I have no family uh, really out here. I have an uncle that I don't really, you know, I, I didn't really know well at the time. Um, but except for that, I knew no one. So I think it was really kind of getting into the community and the industry out here. For me, I was so happy to be away from England. Um, I was, I associated England with all of my bad experiences and I had quite bad PTSD. So getting away from that and just being out here in the sun was, was kind of great. And that gave me so much energy. And I think I was so when I was in hospital and when I was going all through this stuff, I, I didn't think that I could ever have a life again. So kind of coming out here and really relishing that opportunity, I kind of took up all of the things that it could offer. So I went to networking events. I went to meetings with random people who I met off Instagram and kind of crazy stories like that, which I probably shouldn't have done, but, <laughs> but I did it. And I just started building this network around me. Um, and, you know, the other roadblocks, which is common when you're starting a new business, is financing. And I don't know how, you know, I, I, don't, I would never want to do that experience again. But I think when you just have a purpose and you have a mission, you will just find a way to get it done. Sure, sure. So how does somebody look for you for representation? Or are you normally going out and finding new talent? How does that process work? It's kind of a mix of both. Um, we have grown rapidly within the past year, which has been wonderful. So a lot of the times now we probably get around 10 emails a day of people asking for representation. 
So we do, we have this wonderful kind of list when we get more manpower that we can kind of go to and, and go through those wonderful applications. Um, but at the beginning, it was very much like, you know, I had no real experience in the field. So trying to get people to trust me and to want to work with me and my company was, was a struggle, but it's been so wonderful kind of going through this journey and, and getting people in roles and people seeing our success and following us and now kind of coming to us. Um, but it's great when you, when you watch a show or you watch, you know, when pre COVID, when we'd go out to the theater and watch comedy shows and be like, Oh, that person is so talented, you know, and learning about their story and seeing if we can help them. So it's been a nice mix of both. That's great. How has living in Hollywood changed your perception of the disability community and how has your job helped raise disability awareness? So I guess when I first came out here, I didn't have the best perspective of Hollywood. I had already <laughs> faced some terrible ableism and an awful experience, but I did love it. I loved Hollywood and I knew the power of storytelling. You know, if you're going to be anywhere to make stories, it's Hollywood and that's where you can that's where you can really do it and make an impact. Um, I think I found at these networking events, I started to find the right people to be with. And I found some amazing organizations like the Ruderman Foundation and Respectability and the Media Access Awards. And when I started going to those events, you know, my perception completely changed. I was like, look at all these people paving the way and these people have been doing it for years. How lucky am I to be now included in this wonderful group of people? So I think from that point onwards, I really found such a strong bond and such a strong connection. And that's why I love it out here so much now. When you are around those organizations, you definitely get to connect and learn from other people and then they just help support you and vice versa. I think that's wonderful. Respectability too is such a great organization. And I know very recently that they've started to get a presence in Los Angeles. And I know they're based, based mostly out in uh, Washington, DC. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing so such great work. And it, it's so nice when you tell your story and it, it took me a long time to kind of disclose my story and I have an invisible disability. So for me, I have kind of this privilege of not having that ableism straight away. You know, they have to take that time to really know me and understand me. And, you know, it's taken time to disclose, but I feel when you're around these communities, you feel much more empowered and you want to disclose and talk about your story because everyone can relate. And especially in the film industry, pretty much everyone can relate to the same things that happen, you know, that uh, the stereotypes, negative stereotypes that are constantly being in, reinforced and the access issues and, you know, bad representation and all of these different things. And you kind of make this strong bond and try and do that together. You mentioned going back and forth between the United States and the UK. What would you say the differences are on how people in the UK view disability versus California and the United States? You know, I, I think it's really interesting how I've definitely found we all have the same, we all have the same thing of the same um, problems that we've been coming up with, the same casting issues, the same access issues. But I think the difference is the US, there's a bigger, bigger industry out in the US and there's a much more non-traditional way of being in the US. Like for instance, with the casting sites, 
if you haven't had any roles before, if you've never acted before, you can still get onto those casting sites. But in the UK, you have to have either gone to an accredited college or you have to have got a certain amount of credits. So there's automatically barriers. And especially for people with disabilities who may have probably have not gone through the traditional routes for more reasons than one, that that automatically kind of shuts you out of this huge industry and through that one barrier. And as well with behind the camera crew, I think that's even more of a struggle now than in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. And again, the training to that and the constant issue of in both countries, you know, your runners, your interns, um, and you've got to have a lot of stamina and that's the way that you've got to get into the industry. So, you know, train, changing the way that we hire our, our training talent, hire the way our hiring our like newer talent, I think that's going to make a bigger shift in both. But I would say the main difference is, is the attitudes. I mean, I do feel like the US is more open to change. I feel like the UK is much more set in their ways and they take longer to do things than the US. Um, but I think both have pros and cons. That's great. I think I'll end on this. Um, I'm sure you get this question a lot. What is the favorite, the most favorite part of your job, you'd say? I love the people I work with so much. Everyone has such an incredible story. Everyone appreciates all of the opportunities. And I just love seeing them succeed. And I also love being excited for things. Like I am not good if I've got nothing to be excited about. So I love waking up every day and being like, oh, what email am I going to get today? You know, it's such a strange thing to be. And I kind of like unpredictable, uh, unpredictable things. I know that doesn't sit well with many people, but for me, I kind of thrive with not knowing what's coming next. And obviously, you know, when our clients break barriers and they book roles that don't necessarily specify that, that role needed a disability, that's such a win. So that just means that you're comfortable with change, which I think is amazing. There's a majority of people out there that dislike and hate change, but you seem to go straight, you know, right for it. Thank you. I like that. I haven't heard that before. I'll take it. <laughs> so if there's anybody listening that might have a disability and is a writer or wants to write in Hollywood or acting? Are you currently accepting new clients or how would people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your agency? Yeah. So you can definitely contact us via uh, either my website or the company website. You can just send us an email. We're always open to hearing from people um, and giving advice if people would like advice and, you know, we'll, we want to be with you. We're both on different journeys. You know, if we can come together, great. Um, we're not, I wouldn't say we're currently kind of accepting um, talent right now just because of the time of year and COVID. Um, but as of probably mid next year, we'd be much open, much more open to, to taking on uh, more talent. And then the other opportunity that we have that people could sign up to today is we started a database for below the line talent. We don't represent anyone on that database. Um, we don't take commission from anyone on that database, but what we do is we send through job opportunities to people on that database to try and diversify the workforce behind the camera. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I hope people will reach out and that you might have some new clients here in the middle of 2021. Amazing. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and I hope we can do this again soon. Definitely. Thank you.